Hello and welcome to yet another a star to steer her by. That's the、Ooh. name of this podcast thing.、Uh, we're talking Star Trek as we usually do, except when we don't. And now we are <laughs> fully immersed in our, our next series, Voyager. We're covering episodes five and six of of、uh, season one. This is episode of our goddamn show two hundred and thirty six. Wow! What the hell? Yeah, the further into this we get, the more unbelievable it is. Every single week, it's like how many fucking episodes? So many episodes. So clearly, by now you know this is Ames. You've probably figured out that this is Caitlin. Jake. Ah,、uh, uh, no, wait, and Chris. <laughs> Excellent. Good work. Good work, all. So the first episode we're covering is Phage. Then we'll talk about the cloud. But first, Phage.、Uh, let's see what's happening in Phage. Cass's farm is already bearing fruit, literally. <laughs> And Neelix has turned Janeway's private dining room, which seems like an excessive thing to have on this ship, into a galley, a slightly more useful thing to have on a ship. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, we reach this planetoid that's supposed to be rich in dilithium, and we're already in energy crisis mode. It's been like. Actually, how long does it take to grow those plants? It's been that long. So we go check it out, and we bring Neelix with us for reasons. And he immediately finds、uh, some guy down there who knocks him out and harvests his organs. Holy shit, that escalated quickly. It's so <laughs> fucking dark. Yeah, right. Like I was expecting this episode to be Spock's brain levels of tedious, and it's just dark and wow.、Yeah. So what's what? Okay, Neelix is now missing his lungs, and he kind of needs those to breathe air, like you know humanoid beings do. So the EMH stabilizes him some fucking how, even though that should be fucking impossible. Although we'll get to this later, but there there are anecdotal critters that can do this. And he and Kess decide to whip up some holographic lungs, and it works. Of course, it does mean that Neelix can never leave that bed, or you know. Get out, like leave sick bay or anything like that, or、so、scratch his own nose. He's confined to this gurney where he's basically a lump that breathes, and we're forced to see Neelix as the only sympathetic character in the show for a little while. And he's like, "That's、yeah, interesting. I guess uh, we we could really use a counselor on this ship, except Troy, not Troy.、No. Don't ask <laughs> Troy or Ezri."、Uh, Yeah, I might trust Ezra a little more because at least、Garrick? she'd keep she'd keep him company more than anything, which is fine. True, of course. Yeah, but then yet, they、so. would just explode with like the two most annoying characters in Star Trek power. All right, but we, but she's she's not here. No one's here. EMH has to deal with all of this. Meanwhile, Neelix thinks Paris is making moves on Kess, which is uncomfortable and unnecessary. But oh my god, I hated that scene so fucking much. But whatever. So on the other side of things. Uh, let's see. There's a chase, and then we blindly fly into an asteroid that we don't know if its caves can hold us. I've got、uh, a bad feeling about this. Then we have a laser fucking light show, which <laughs> was fun.、Uh, and then we track down these these Vidians. I forget if they say the name in the episodes, but they're called the Vidians. I think、uh, they did. Dareth and Motora, and they're these. Frankenstein's monster-looking things that are cobbled together out of clay in a dream.、Uh, 
because uh, they're constantly dying of phage, and they need like an endless supply of organs to keep them alive for a brief amount of time until they need another one. So we have a several minutes of ethical debate about you know the the lengths people will go to to extend their lives, and Janeway's like, I don't like any of this. There's no right answer. I don't like it. So we we somehow get to the point where okay, the monsters are going to agree to do some complicated surgery on Neelix because they happen to know all this stuff about transplanting organs. So they give him one of Kess's lungs, and it works. So let's make Kess a candy striper. The end. Yeah, in a nutshell. All right, I'll say it so we get it out of the way. Yet again, another situation where the transporter is only magic when it won't solve the plot too quickly. And the replicator, because they used the... uh... The replicator for something, briefly. Yeah, yeah. Well, they said they couldn't replicate his lungs because they're really complex. But that's but like that's ridiculous. If, yeah, you know. And again, like I said, they could have just, oh, just put him through and have the transporter put his lungs back based on his last pattern. Oh, right. We always forget to do that. They even used his last pattern to make the hollow lungs. Mm. Um, but again, it's because the transporter is only magic when it won't make the episode too short. Yeah, I find it really difficult to buy that at this time period, with their level of technology, they're not able to create artificial lungs. Just because, you know... Well, they can, but it's his in particular. Like, the problem was, the doctor said that they, like, connect to his spinal column in a certain way or something. There was some medical gobbledygook that made it sound a little more complicated than our lungs. <laughs> like, I feel like... But I they feel like maybe Kess's lungs and... Well, that's yeah, because that's Vidians because, are magic. Right, it's because they have far superior medical knowledge to ours, I think was and the idea. And yet can't just clone healthy organs to give themselves. Or do Well, ironically, uh, they have moral and ethical problems with cloning. <gasps> Jake brings up butt respiration, which I wanted to talk about today. Wait, well, what did it, was say? A, it was the only thing I could think about while watching the episode. I'm like, just shove something up his ass. I'm so glad that you know about butt respiration. Tell us all you know about butt respiration, Jake. Uh, so, you know, lungs, right, are basically just fleshy sacs that just are very vascular. There's just lots of blood vessels. So, you know, and, and any place where blood vessels come close to the surface and air passes over them, they can absorb oxygen. So some crazy, sexy scientist was mm. like, hmm, you know what else is very vascular? The anus. And, uh, the and a- the, 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 Is it the, the anus or the rectum? It's well, probably the rectum, Yeah, right? it's, it's the whole area. So anyway, they figured out that, um, that yes, indeed, humans, or frankly, anything with an anus probably, can breathe through its butt if you pump oxygen into somebody's ass they can they can breathe that way so i'm surprised i'm surprised the doctor doesn't know about this and didn't try it or maybe uh he did and uh just got i don't know but yeah he he, got cut he he knows but it was just like nope nope no god i mean in fairness i think this is a relatively recent scientific uh discovery like i don't know if they knew about it when they made the show yeah, and I even if they watched, did, I'm sure that would not have come up. Yeah, there I was a good, like, like I think, like, was a, a infographic of some kind. I'll have to find it, because I already forget what animal it was, and I didn't have time to look for it this morning. But there's definitely an animal that, when it's, like, 
digging in the ground or something and hiding from from a predator, it can just breathe through its butt for a little while while That's it's like fucking awesome. in the dirt. If you're breathing through your ass, your breath must be pretty bad, though, yeah. Well, it doesn't go out your mouth. I know. I was <laughs> kidding. It's a joke. Uh. Ugh. Fine. <laughs> ass. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. So. So there you go. I mean, if this ever comes up again in a future Star Trek series, I do hope the answer is butt breathing. Call because... Prodigy because they're going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that does sound like no, it. No, that's like anyone's... lower decks. Yeah, if anyone's going to do it. it. And they'll literally say some sexy scientist came up with this great idea. Like, they'll basically give the explanation Jake just gave verbatim. <laughs> now, who's the sexy scientist? Is it Bashir or McCoy? Hmm. Somebody that likes to stick things up their butt. That's all. Definitely Bashir. Yep. <laughs> like, because how else do you discover this, right? You know, you got like you got like this air hose that you're fiddling with, and you're like, hmm. Let me see how long I can hold my breath. Can I oh, mix? Wow. Can I mix my inflation fetish with uh, my medical uh, expertise? Neat. The answer's always got to be yes to that, doesn't it? Of course. The tools are very similar. <laughs> I can't believe that we got to just legitimately discuss ass breathing. I'm Aspiration. Liz isn't even here. <laughs> Aspiration, good one. Yeah, also, I feel like Jake, part of the implication would maybe that, like, if he had access to, like, like a, the, the facilities of a proper star base or space dock or something, maybe he could have made fakey ones. But since they're, you know, on their own and have their limited equipment, that's part of the issue, too. Mm. Yeah, and energy is constantly an issue right now already, a week in or however long. Uh, but don't worry, we can still fire up the holo suite whenever we want. Yeah, yeah, right. Chris remarked on that too. That's next episode, but I, I wanted to make sure episode. like it is clear. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, you can't tell me that's not one of the most... The, like, you can't tell me that's not the biggest energy drain of the non-essential systems. Well, maybe they figured out a way to make it run on, I don't know. Farts and dreams? Something that they're, like, CO2 or something. Something mm. that they're breathing out. Anyway, like I said, that's the next one. Uh, so, yeah, this episode, pretty fucked up. Because, first oh, yeah. of all, the idea of one's lungs just suddenly being gone is a goddamn yeah, nightmare. when he was... Because he couldn't even... Like, there was nothing to even to hyperventilate. He was just there just dying a lot. And yeah, that was yeah. horrifying. Yeah, his flailing was really well done. Like, I knew it was because of the, the the lungs were missing, but just watching him on the table just dying, you're like, oh, this is absolutely wrong in every way. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, you're alive, but you can't move. Like, at all. We're talking... Like, not a micron. And it's not like you're paralyzed... We are just holding you down. Um, yeah. So enjoy this. Yeah, because if you move, yeah, your lungs not. will go through your body, which they shouldn't yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. You know, it surprised me, too, that, like, you know, because theoretically his chest cavity is just empty other, you know, until he gets the holographic lung. So you'd think that that would cause some major problems, just having all of his other organs just floating around in an empty... Ugh. Area. Isn't that the point of the diaphragm to keep them separate? Of course, he's also, no, the, also another critter. The diaphragm yeah. is just the muscle that contracts when you breathe. Presumably, though, he's still got a rib cage, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, there's but like, like his nothing. heart's in there, kidneys, all kinds of shit. He's got stuff like, we're all pretty, we're pretty tightly packed in, you know? Yeah, I do know, yeah. 
Then again, people do donate lungs, and I mean... What goes in that space? Play-Doh. Do people... Can't... Is that a thing? Yeah, you can survive with one lung. I didn't know that. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, hey, you, yeah just, lung, you just breathe lung, through lung. your butt more. I guess so. <laughs> lung donation is real. Yeah. Oh. Um, that, real that fucking crazy. Holy this, shit. That is crazy. Maybe they, like, replace it with, like, a little compartment to store, cr- like, candy and stuff. I was hoping maybe, like, a hot water bottle or something. They just put that in there. It's almost a A lung. whoopee cushion? Ah. Uh. No. <laughs> Every time you breathe, it farts. That'd be hilarious. All right. It would be hilarious for like two minutes and then it would be annoying. Yeah. And then you would never sleep ever. You know, I mean, I used to sleep through this one and vice versa <laughs> and vice versa. I'm not, I'm not claiming to never have, never have I ever, but. But yeah, so this is, this is super horrifying because I think. I think it was one of the writers. I didn't take a ton of notes, um, but I think one of the writers was basically saying, like, one of the most horrifying things of their pastime, which was either, like, paragliding or jumping out of planes, one of those really dangerous hobbies that people shouldn't have but do, is if you do it wrong, not only could you die, you could just end up paralyzing yourself irreparably. And that's super, super hard and... Like, you know, like they say, like, there's no counselor on board. It's the kind of thing you really need a counselor or or someone to just be, you know, wholly supporting you uh, throughout because Jesus, God. And like, let's be realistic. How long would he have lasted? Just because how often is this ship getting into shenanigans where the inertial dampeners and everyone's getting thrown around and the, the power cuts out. out. Yeah, mm. I thought that too. Like, it'll be a uh, week until he's until he's like, oh, we don't have anything left. Like, god damn. Another thing, too, that struck me was, like, so, for some reason no one ever brought up, well, hey, could we just, like, go to Talax space and find a Talaxian? Get a Talaxian? donor? That's his oh, species. one of his species. Like, yeah. uh, they, that's a good that, question. That never comes up. No one's ever just like, hey, hey Neelix, which way to your home world? Um, that would seem the th- better. That option. would be a good backup if we can't catch these aliens. Well, I think uh, right now the let's get his own lungs back seems more feasible because they know the thieves are nearby. Oh, yeah, no, I know that. But like when they're talking about like all they talk was like we either get his lungs back or he's trapped in this bed forever. Like that's like that's how it is presented. Is that a, a two yeah, possibility? Yeah, that's a good point. That's, I didn't think of that. Whoopsie. Plus, like, what if his species wasn't super good at medicine and they don't have extra lungs, or are they gonna just pull a phage Frankenstein majig and steal some lungs from a healthy Talaxian? Yeah, I'd say we don't know. Much Maybe about... they just trade him for another Talaxian. Yeah, we, we don't don't know upgrade. much about we don't know much about his people yet, so we mm. don't really know how. That's it. We only our only representative of his culture is him right now, and he's a random weirdo junker. We don't know if that's normal or if like it's not normal. Know. There's no way that's normal. For all it's we like, know, he uh, could be the last of his kind, like Clark Kent, mm. the last or the Salt Vampire. <gasps> I miss Salt Vampire. 
Oh, and yeah. I do Not realize, me. yes, they did They did use the word Vidians in the, in the show because originally they were supposed to be called the Vaforans, but none of the actors pronounced it the same way, so they said, mm. let's take Vidians. That's what they are now. <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. Or I feel like, also, I feel like the, em- it was, the emphasis is more, it's like Vidians. The emphasis is more on that, that second syllable. Oh, God, now we can't pronounce this one? Yeah. Uh, they're, they're Fred. Their names are. Their name is Fred. Freed. Vidians killed the Voyager cook. Vidians <laughs> yeah. killed. Yeah. So the that's Voyager an interesting thing, right? Cook. So Neelix just appoints himself cook and just mm-hmm. says, "I'm going to start cooking food." Now he converts the captain's private dining room into a galley, or was it yeah, already? He somehow knocked. Did it already have a galley and he just like found it and was like, oh, okay, here's some cooking equipment? Or did he actually like, because I'm assuming he doesn't have access to the systems to build cooking he equipment. He said he had to reroute a bunch of power, right? I assume the like, he didn't do that, yes, but I assumed like the spacewalks and such were probably from his ship. Because that's still chilling somewhere in Voyager storage. Because mm. it does, does kind of surprise me. replicator happy. It, it, it yeah, surprises me that Voyager doesn't it, so. already have cooking facilities. Like, well, because they rely on the replicators. Yeah. yeah, but the replicators go down all the time. And plus, like, whenever they're hosting, I mean, I guess the the, the you know, unlike the Enterprise, it's not hosting a lot of diplomatic uh, events. But I'm sure, like, or the families. Enterprise, you know, has a kitchen. And uh, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like you said, she's she's not. She's not going to get those kind of assignments. Yeah, but until I don't she know. does seen, that one episode. But she has a seen. private dining hall for the captain, just for yeah, her to eat by herself. Know, I know that her opening then the next episode is like, "Why don't I have any friends?" And it's like maybe because you have a fucking private dining dining room. I think that's kind of like a naval tradition, though. Where like it is, the, you know, the 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 captain of the ship has a private dining area and invites, you know, their top officers to to eat with them sometimes and did they just never tell her that she could invite people yes like we know it says private but you could bring other people you know but see the thing that really gets me is like okay you were out of power i'm not sure how no one noticed but okay <laughs> he had to knock down walls well right well that's what i'm saying i wonder if that room did already have like a kitchen maybe yeah, it's weird i don't know also, I don't think like, so. He looked like he was cooking over exhaust pipes or something. <laughs> yeah, should there be what this the many was happening? open flames on a starship? Probably not. Are they pumping, like, pure oxygen through the system? Because if so... To, uh... to quote, thank you for smoking, thank goodness we invented the whatever device. Uh... The whatever device? There's a So the whole thing is um, Aaron Eckhart is like a, a PR guy for the tobacco companies. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, yeah? With you. Oh, yeah, well, so there's that scene where he's trying to, like, where Rob Lowe is like, oh, we got this sci-fi movie that can, you know, fucking zero-G and then smoke. And Aaron Eckhart says, you know, well, wouldn't they be in pure oxygen? Wouldn't that just explode? And Rob Lowe goes, oh, we'll throw in a line about how they invented the whatever device. Oh, okay. Yeah, the open flame-allowing device. Yeah. How could I have forgotten that iconic line? It was pretty funny, I thought. Well, because Chris Chris didn't quote it, because I'm sure it's not the whatever device. No, no, he really does just say the whatever device. It really is the whatever device? Oh, well, okay. He's, that's, he's not that's the writer. He's just, he's just saying, like, we'll have the writer throw in a line about the whatever device. So 
Okay. He's like okay. the producer. Um, so they're probably I, I would not imagine using though that, pure oxygen on Star Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Future. Like by then they'll they'll have the capacity to have a, a mix like we do on Earth. Now, furthermore, we learn that uh, Janeway, in, in, before she knows that Neelix is cooking her some slop, she's about to have some stewed tomato and dehydrated egg, to which I wrote in, in my notes, oh, God, resort to cannibalism now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, uh, ooh. I would eat that. It's just tomato and eggs. Sounds delicious. I mean, not a ration pack, though. No, no, like. but I mean, like... Actually, having said Consider that... Consider that the naval tradition of rations is hardtack biscuits. <laughs> mm. Actually, I will admit, I, I have a weird soft spot for, like, terrible breakfast buffet scrambled eggs. So I would actually probably be pretty pleased with that. Breakfast buffet, buffet scrambled eggs can be pretty good. They, like, there's something about them. They're not, you know, they're clearly made from powdered bullshit, but there's something, I don't know, weirdly pleasant about them. Y'all are fucking weird. The tomatoes are probably like fucking crackers, though. I don't know how she can eat those. Like crackers? Well, if they're... I'm assuming the egg, the tomatoes are also dehydrated. Well, then wouldn't she have said dehydrated stewed tomatoes and eggs? Maybe. Good point. I like the comment that, uh... The, 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 almost the first thing Neelix says when he wakes back up is, Your ceiling is hideous. Yeah. Because he knows he's gonna have to stare at it for a very long time <laughs> if he's confined to this thing. <laughs> Either these curtains go or I go. Well, he can't go anywhere, so sorry, mm-hmm. buddy. Well, I know, and Oscar Wilde, I believe, died. So, uh, after saying that. Yeah, he's, so he, uh... Du- he, he doubled down. That's right. Yeah. He's Vidians. Fuck these guys. They're Vidians, whatever. They're assholes. Yeah, they suck. Like... God damn, son. Uh, I don't feel like it's, like, we say that it's sort of, like, a morally gray area... I don't feel like it is morally gray area. You just don't do the shit that they did. You just yeah, don't do that. You die off. You you let your your race die off. Or you like fine. figure out a different way to cure it. You don't start fucking stealing lungs from other people. It's fucked. They they just have a different uh, a different moral code than than we do. You know. Yeah. Maybe they're like, like maybe they feel like you know it's more of a survival of the fittest thing. Where you know they're obviously not the fittest. Yeah, they're, they're clearly not the fittest, and they, look, and they look like that. But they're managing to survive. Like, That's my question. How? Because they say like thousands of us die every year of this phage. How are they keeping up as a as a population? They fuck that a lot. No lot of alcohol because that is the only way you're fucking. Ah, uh, like they look like that. I mean, they may also just have out. a really. Huge society. Uh, you know? Maybe. Well, the thing is, this has been happening. They said for two millennia. I mean, you say it adapts, so maybe there are periods where they kind of start to level it out for a bit, but then it peaks again, spikes again. And we're in the middle of another spike, but like, I'm sorry, you just, I no, just die. It's been two millennia. Just fucking die. Like you are monsters. Ethically, I mean, not not literally. No, both. Uh, well, I'm trying to be nice. No, um, both. Just, just die. Stop. Oh, you're trying to be nice? Just die. Yes. <laughs> yeah, your faces aren't trash, but you should still die. Your faces aren't trash, but... No, they are. Your culture you, is. If, if the only way you can live is by murdering other people, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're pretty screwy. Like, I, I am not sympathetic to them. I just can't be. It's like, no. Yeah, I read I mean, that yeah. there was... 
of that that very interesting moment, like the, that literally like two line scene or two line moment of uh, Janeway learning about this and having to deliver the the line of whatever the hell it is she says with both disgust and sympathy, like this is what your people go through and that's terrible, but Jesus fuck what you do about it is is the worst too. Yeah. Arg. Yeah. Like I get why she's like, well, I can't just kill you to get the lungs back because yeah, then oh, yeah, you I'm could. basically you. Then I'm 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 lowering myself to your position, which no, because I don't want to do that. She's just taking back what they took. I don't think I don't think it would be the same. I mean, it's also just the point that they wouldn't have had the technology to then give them back to Neelix anyway. I know, but it would have but it would have made me feel better. I mean, I do appreciate that she was like, all right, but here's the deal. Tell the rest of your people, you fuck with me again, I will murder so many of you. That is some Batman shit right there. Mm. Good old... Neelix. That guy. Yeah. Man, Doc's lucky it was just an itch above his eye. Oh. No, this was after they did the, the, the anal breathing. Mm. <laughs> I love... I, so, I feel like the Doctor is, like, a lot of people's favorite character... Is this just kind of how he is forever? Like, really bitchy all the time, or...? He... He gets hobbies eventually, and his bitchiness becomes a little less, like, angry bitchy and more catty bitchy, which is more fun. Alright, well, catty bitchy sounds alright, because all I can think is this whole time, it's like, all he does is bitch, piss, and moan. This is your big moment. Just fucking shut up and do it. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he... Once they figure out what they're doing with him, he becomes, like, the best. Well, I also think that it's not just that they figure out what to do with him. I think it's it's intended to be sort of a character development. Well, that's true, yeah. Right? Like, that, you know, he was designed to be a utilitarian thing, right? You know, and he's just this cantankerous thing. But, you know, now he has to sort of live with humans and adjust to social norms and i also think that the, the crew starts respecting him more because you also get the sense that even now they just kind of consider him a piece of kit you know yeah like only Cass treats him as like a person an entity yeah okay, but, a sentient thing but he is a piece of kit and he shouldn't be able to feel annoyed by being treated like a piece of kit but whoever he's been created him to. i know well, but that's stupid well, no, see, i think part of his annoyance is less that it's not that, it's that they aren't treating him as a piece of kit sometimes. The issue is they forget to turn him off. You know, they forget that they have to fill him in on stuff from when he was deactivated. Like, Yeah, it's like, why I also really like that scene he has with Kess when, you know, they're talking about, I'm not a counselor, you know, I'm not trained for this. And, and Kess yeah. asks, like, okay, well, how would a non-holographic person, doctor, learn a, how to be a counselor? And he said, well, through experience, obviously. And she said, yeah. So we're all learning. You're learning because yeah. programs learn like people. And that's really, like, that's so fucking smart. Yeah. Uh, Kes is interesting to me because, you know, she's, she brings this kind of optimism to the show that is otherwise lacking in a lot of these scenarios. Yeah, well, what's interesting with her is, like, they totally could have just made her, like, blinking and naive. But instead they just make her, like... She's the emotional Open core. to things. Yeah. yeah. She she's just you know. Oh, when we just, first meet her, we first met her in Caretaker, and they basically said like she says, "Curiosity is my is my worst attribute," and yeah. Neelix says, "No, it's your best attribute." So good for her. Yeah, she's gonna make that. a great nurse. 
Yes. So I was saying when we were watching this episode, I don't think Neelix needs to worry about Paris, but he might need to worry about the Doctor. Ooh. Mm. The Doctor can make it any I'm size he them wants, hard. you know? Yeah. He what? He said the Doctor can make it any size he wants. Like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think I mentioned this in the first Voyager episode, or maybe it was last week, but what's really interesting with the Doctor, too, is like, unlike Data, who from day one was like, I want to be a real boy. His whole thing is just like, I'm a program. I don't, like, he I doesn't do my aspire job. to more from the off. Like, so that, that'll be, you know, he has, he has humanity thrust upon him. Sort yeah, of. Yeah, Kess asks, uh, or uh, Neelix asks, uh, do you sing? And he's like, ugh, never. <laughs> I might have an amazing voice, but ugh. It's like, I've seen the memes, Doc. Hey, I look forward. Minor spoilers. <laughs> oh, so one thing I did read, the, the working title of this episode was Heart and Soul, because originally it wasn't Neelix's lungs getting stolen. It was Paris blowing out his heart doing something and them having to do basically the keep him alive with a holographic heart or something like that. Keep Paris alive long enough to figure out a thing. Um, and they they changed it over uh, because they also had this idea about a villainous race that harvests organs, and they're like, cram the two together! Mm. It fits! Well, and also, also yeah. we... I, I, I'm sure I know definitely, <laughs> Yeah, like, that definitely wouldn't work because... We've thoroughly established they can make artificial hearts for humans. <laughs> Picard had one. Yeah. Hey. Although he did have to go to a special base to have it installed. Like, that might not be a surgery that the, that the ship would be equipped to do. Yeah, there's well, no Pulaski here. I, was, I think it was, in his case, though, too, part of the issue was, like, I feel like it was twofold. Is one, his original had, like, a flaw. And two, I think the main reason he didn't do it on the Enterprise was because he didn't want people to know he had a fake heart. Mm. Yeah, that's Like, true. that seemed to be part of the whole thing. And, like, even if they were just like, well, you know, uh, 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 replicator rations, it's like, I'm pretty sure to save a crewman's life, we gotta, like, make an exception. Especially Everyone... if they're still holodecking around. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, yes, I think aliens that stole... Lungs they don't know how to replicate is definitely a better idea. Here's another better idea. So we find this asteroid, and we're like, will Voyager fit inside? And they're doing math, like, yes, we can fit the Voyager in that ast asteroid. Send a shuttle pod, you fools! God damn it, mm. they're smaller and will fit. <laughs> you don't know how big this cave is. That always drives yeah. me nuts when, like, the Millennium Falcon or, or you know, XY ship flies into a tunnel and they're like, yes, we will totally be able to go all the way through. How the hell does that work? Especially when you know that the people you're dealing with are really good at faking sensor readings. <laughs> True. Or, as I noticed Tuvok say at one point, sensor, which that's, that's I appreciate. That's the Vulcan pronunciation. Oh, that's yes, good. exactly. Uh, I thought, oh, that's nice. And then they and then they turn the whole asteroid into a laser funhouse. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Believe me, if the uh, if if Paramount could have afforded the rights, you know, Paris would have blasted either Zeppelin or Floyd. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's not that much in this episode, though. All told, because it's, it's like a lot of scenes in sick bay with all that going on, and then you know this chase scene, but. 
It's that. just a lot of just like sitting there being kind of horrified and being like, yeah, I think uh, I think I'm with Neelix. Just kill me. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Honestly. Like this. Uh, this is uh, this is awful. Again, especially knowing that like the likelihood of the system actually working for more than a week. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, that fire in the galley has taken over the whole place now because no one put it out when he left. Oh, and see, what's his nuts is dead. Yeah, yep. for like, sure. Just straight up, he is he is long gone. Yeah, Neelix put him in charge. He took one look at the galley and said, nope, I'm out of here. <laughs> I just picture like he kind of leaned over the soup like Janeway was. Or is that the next one? I can't remember. That, yeah, but I think he, it's like, the next one. It is the next one. He like leans over the soup and then just a hand comes out and yanks him into it like Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, nice. Daylight, come and me one go home. Like, <laughs> I don't know, that would have been too much, but if they really did just have Neelix go full, like, mad scientist cook. Yeah, I thought, you know, it was really interesting, really well done. Yeah, I, I I get that the idea of him freaking out about Paris is more about him, like, freaking misdirecting things, but it was still a little, like, it seems Yeah, weird. I don't have control kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah the, I, I hated it. The idea the of him of it, being, a, a, he was a combination of vulnerable and obnoxious, which is right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's I'd, I'd, I'd be a fucking disaster, too, so I think it was really well handled. You're not going to be able to say that about Neelix very often, so. Yeah. Speaking of handling. No. What? I don't know. I was trying to segue there's into. No, yeah, there's no segue. Let's, uh, let's daylight come and move on to the cloud. <laughs> All right, so in the cloud, we'll be talking about in the cloud. Janeway is going through caffeine withdrawal, <clears throat> and the whole crew is running on low morale. Possibly also because of caffeine withdrawal. <laughs> Does mm. she wind up screaming at Cass that he, she doesn't like the way Paris is looking at her? Because she did. of her caffeine withdrawal? She did. Oh. So let's go check out if we can harvest organs, I mean Omicron particles, from this nebula thing. And you all know how the meme goes. We've all seen the meme. Yep. Maybe we can make coffee out of it. Think that's how, <laughs> think that's how she, the meme goes. I'm sure you saw my Facebook post. I had no idea that she actually says... There's coffee. Oh in yeah, that people nebula. wouldn't make Facebook posts about something that didn't happen. Uh true. Yeah, you're right. I guess I guess I assumed that it was bl- there's blank in that nebula, but they made it coffee because she's obsessed with coffee. But nope, she really says there's coffee in that nebula. But the context is good because I think otherwise, if you only see that meme, you think they're literally going to like d- dip get a coffee. cup, dip a cup into the nebula and drink it. But no, it's the potential to get energy that will help us use the replicators so I can have a bloody cup of coffee is in that nebula. But that's too many yeah. words for a meme. Yes. Yep. So let's go check out this nebula. Oh, no, we've almost immediately gotten trapped in the nebula. Shit. And we blast our way out of it. So that went poorly and, and inconveniently for everyone. And because of... Especially the nebula. Because poor Michael Pillar, who was, you know, given this episode, realized, okay... There's not enough uh, nebula plot to cover this whole episode. Let's have a whole bunch of character scenes. Here are the Ugh. character scenes we get to see. Uh, let's see. Paris creates a French pool hall called Sandrine's for people to hang out with and, you know, get get hit on by hollow people in his holodeck, which there should be, shouldn't be energy for, but whatever. Chakotay teaches Janeway to find her animal guy, oh. who was a very cute little lizard. He was. Tuvok and Kim had a cute little back and forth at one point about encountering new phenomenon and sass. That was yeah, it was, it was good. Cass and Neelix had a makeout session. That was not good. Yeah, and most like importantly, uh, Torres and EMH study some blobs that attach themselves to the hull. 
And holy shit, oh no, we learned the nebula was actually alive. It's sentient cloud all over again. Son yeah, of a bitch. So the rest of the episode, I joked I joked about this to Jake, the rest of the episode is just how much Janeway loves animals. She's like, oh, yeah. it was actually a, 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 an animal? We have to help it because I love animals so much. So we're going to go help the critter because we blatted, blasted a hole in it and that's probably bad for it. Uh, so we fly back Trump, in. Maybe. Uh, we do a quick needles and sutures, assassins, uh, patch job on the critter. We entirely for, uh, forget to collect any Omicron particles while we're in there, literally surfboarding around in the stuff. Uh, Neelix and Kess declare themselves the ship's morale officers, and everyone's a pool shark now. The end. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, where to begin? I hate that they decided Tom Paris really loved France. <laughs> Same. Like, that just pissed me off. It's like, all the countries in the world, like, come on, guys. What country would you prefer? America? How about somewhere in America? <laughs> literally any country except the one his surname matches. Oh, I get it. Oh. Like. To be fair, they're supposed to be, supposed to be just outside Marseille. That's still in France. It is, yes. You it couldn't Paris. see the Eiffel Tower, therefore it's okay. Touche. You can see the Eiffel Tower from works? literally yeah. anywhere in France, no matter where you go. In, in, France. in France. It is the tallest building in Europe. Is it the, actually? Uh, no, God, no. Oh, okay. That would have been, that would have been <laughs> very uh, interesting. I do think the Tokyo Tower is taller than the Eiffel Tower. The Tokyo Eiffel Tower? Yeah, they, they literally just made an Eiffel Tower, but bigger, <gasps> and it's painted orange and white. Brilliant. Yeah. Orange and Better white. colors. The Eiffel Tower is Why orange painted and white? the color of poo. Well, I think because it's tall enough that it could be a potential um, risk to airplanes. Put a light, they put a light, put on, a the light top. on top. I don't know no, why they, they, you know. they haven't covered the Eiffel Tower with like LED glowing lights. Ooh, or like string lights. It'd be so Wouldn't pretty. It? <gasps> Yay. Like it just, so fast. I, like, I, think I feel like. I just think that the Eiffel Tower is kind of hideous. It's not a tr very attractive. It's, it's, it's weird yeah. that it's, I mean, I don't know. It's just weird that it's so iconic and it looks like this industrial ruin. Well, it's iconic because at the time it was big yeah. and it was amazing. And it was only supposed to, intended to be a temporary structure for like a world's fair. Yeah, a lot of those end up out, you know, pay, out list lasting their fairs. Yeah, true. But yeah, the, the Parisians have become very precious about it, so that's why I don't think they would do anything interesting with it. Didn't they use it as a radio tower for a while? Yeah, I think it was a radio tower. They would for sure never put some kind of high-speed train under it. No, that's true. Like that is true. Star Trek seems to think. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Speaking but, of of Paris's program, Ricky is just his minuet, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, there's Ricky, there's the MILF, there's the Gigolo. So he fucks the Gigolo too then, right? I, I hope so. Paris is definitely bisexual. I'd like to think so. Same. Caitlin, with her fucking laser vision, realized that the pool shark is one of the policemen from the first Home Alone. Yeah, you know when, uh, when Catherine O'Hara calls the cops and... She winds up talking to the cops and the one guy has the donut and the donut falls onto the phone while he's talking. And it's like, oh, wow, that's hilarious. How did that happen? Well, that's him. Oh, I don't I don't, I don't, I don't think I've seen that movie in 30 years or so. 
The first one's still pretty good. You haven't seen, dude. It's so we have to watch it this year. This is gonna happen. Okay. Sorry, I got us off course. Uh, we were, we're gonna watch about... Home Alone this Christmas, though. We were talking. Well, about... Let's do a ten forward. No, be a special. It'd be a special Christmas ten forward. If we ever do a Christmas do ten forward, it's gonna be the Star Wars holiday special. No. This is my own podcast. Uh, anyway, we were talking about Tom Paris's waste of energy. Yep. Um, and when you said the pool shark, oh, the, but the, the pool shark, yeah, but the pool shark was Janeway. So I don't know who you're talking about. Hey, nice. <laughs> the the hollow pool shark, I should say. He he did previously. He'll be on Star Trek a couple more times as different characters, but he already appeared once as the weird floating multicolored head in a bubble. Oh shit! That was him. Yep. In TNG. Oh yep. my god. Yep, because I was Alexander's like, nightmare room. Yeah, that was he wasn't credited, but he was the head in the bubble. Oh gosh, well, typecasting, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I really don't understand how they can justify having the holodeck on when no, even when you're saying morale is low. Fine, have a Scrabble night. That doesn't require any fucking energy. Like get. Get some furniture in there and just turn the space into a lounge. Yeah. Like, don't... Like, 10 like, forward, people a, loved it. Yeah, like, I know it's a big space and you don't want to waste it, so just turn off the hollow emitters, put in some real furniture, get an actual pool table somehow. I mean, I could see the, the holodeck being useful in certain, certain um, instances where you would want something... To yeah. either like test something, to yeah. say, like, would this work? Run a holo program about it. So I would still keep that space, but not yeah. constantly be running it for fun. Yeah, no, no, it does. It just does. It, it's totally at odds with the last couple of weeks of energy issues. Mm. Even this week, you can't even make like we have to. We have to scrimp and not let the the captain have a cup of fucking coffee. And I yeah, would have made. She all- gets to drink whatever space mud Neelix whipped up. Oh, yes, it's a, an equivalent to coffee, but better. I doubt that. It looks like you have to fucking chew it. It's definitely not better. It's coffee ice cream that he melted. Well, mm. uh, yeah, yeah, so far I haven't been impressed by his cooking. Yeah. I don't think you're but, supposed yeah, to be. I think be. that's a kind it's of like good. a recurring joke is that his cooking just isn't great. Or at least not suitable to human palates. Oh, they, they, everyone seemed to like the grape leaves. Ooh. The Who grape leaves like are grape delicious. Leaves, I was say. I had grape leaves yesterday at work. They were delish. It was kind of amusing to see again the like the non-Starfleet view of why do you people do this shit? Because I feel like we got a little bit of that with Kira in the early days of DS9 before they kind of just focused more on the like major storylines they threaded. Mm. Oh yeah, just, when Neelix is like, oh, well, there's a there's a cloud. Let's we have to go explore it instead of staying alive. Yeah, fools. Yeah, so we get Paris, we get the Neelix. So we also get um, Chakotay tr- uh, trying to help oh. Janeway meet her her spirit animal, which yeah, oh, which I'm it. like, okay, I hear a few of thoughts. Right, so yes, the reason why Chakotay or any of the Maquis are even on. Voyager now is because they had to ramming speed their ship into the caretaker mm-hmm. or into that other ship, which then crashed into the caretaker. Three ship pile up anyway. Um but uh so like when they were ramming speed, was he like, beam us out, hold up, I gotta go get my spirit animal kit. You right? Know? I, I had a thought thing. on that though. Here's my thought on that, because he says 
oh, I haven't let anyone else see this medicine bag. And yet we learn later, oh, he's also done this with Balana. So clearly this is a new one that he replicated recently. He's never let anyone see this oh. iteration of his bag. There we go. There you go. That makes sense. There, I fixed it. But anyway, so yeah, so he, he manages to save his uh, his medicine bag. I also, I also, you know, because I am imagining that, you know, were this a traditional Native American ceremony, it would involve like hallucinogenics, right? But in st- well, he mentions that, but now they have uh, they they just have the, the little computer thing. Tech- I think it would have yeah, been great LSD. if 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 we had uh, Janeway smoking peyote or something and and like just tripping <laughs> out hard. Couldn't show that show to kids. <laughs> mm. Um. And I also the other the other part that I that I that I enjoyed, or two parts that I enjoyed about that whole thing was, and this will become very relevant in a little while as we're watching the show, but I just want to say it now. I find it, I I am I am very impressed that Janeway's spirit animal is a lizard. I'm impressed that they never that they never said spirit animal in the sh- in the episode. They only said animal guide, animal and guide. I'm like, wow, True. restraint. Not was not expecting True. that. Especially knowing that their Native American consultant was a hack. What's funny is while we were watching this, uh, Jake, uh, our roommate's here with us, and he went, uh, "Oh man, I hope her animal guides a lizard." Yeah, eh. and it was cute. It was cute. Oh god, I wrote down because it was very he's funny. Seen the show before though, it's super super funny because apparently yeah, it was. Said it. Oh. it was so difficult to get that scene with the lizard because lizards don't act. They don't do fucking anything. So it took them an inordinate amount of time. Am I using that word correctly? I keep saying it. I they think used, so, yeah. They used a ridiculous amount of time trying to get the lizard to just move for the camera. <laughs> so people wouldn't think it was wouldn't. like a toy. Yeah. They uh, they really should have just got the, the, the Geico lizard to do it because, you know. I also really liked the detail that Bilana tried to kill her, her I animal I like that guide. too. That's mm. funny. It makes me want to know what it was now. Did she I think it, it was probably I, like a targ? I, said I thought it was a targ. Yeah. I mean, because that is I evidently like, the only targ, animal right? on you know the only Klingon animal that exists are targs. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think the squickiest thing about the whole "let's go meet your guide" animal scene is just the knowledge that this came from. The, I'm sure any research they did came from this hack consultant. I would probably be like, yeah, this is fine if we knew that the consultant they had actually gave them, like, credible and comfortable information. And, you know, words from an actual Native American dialect. Because, mm. uh, spoiler alert, a coochie moya is nonsense. <laughs> it's the future. Yeah, there's going to be new words. Uh, new words every day but, you know so the thing that it and the thing that bothers me about it is i mean the cultural stuff sure i mean i don't know like maybe it is an accurate you know thing like maybe even i don't know so i'm not gonna oh actually i'm not gonna judge it, it based was, on the on that it was an experience michael pillar had had okay because he apparently you know had a vision where he saw a lizard it seemed it seemed it strikes me as like one of those <laughs> You know, things that like executives do, they go into the desert and, you know, like a sweat lodge type thing that like, uh, I don't know, like a tourist. Like, like from Arrested Development? Like Arrested Development, or, you know, like like a touristy thing um, that may or may not be based on, on actual like 
cultural practices, or if it is, it's probably heavily um, altered. Waited to get money. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. But anyway, but that doesn't really bother me. So I think that kind of bothered me about it, though, is how credulous the episode is towards just spiritual shit in general. Well, and Janeway's so into it. Yeah. She loves animals, as we learn. Like we like any so animal. Star Trek has always been very agnostic. I would say, you know, the only time, you know, whenever we meet God or li- whenever we meet literal God on Shakari or what about the wormhole aliens? The, you know, anytime we meet a God, they're either it's either well established that they're an alien or a fraud, hmm. and now. Now it's like, okay, and I know these aren't gods, you know, it's just, but, you know, we have now some, a credulous take on You can on probably blame whatever, whatever the tech Chakotay had. Yeah, well, running. that's the thing, right? You know, like, we could just say that, like, this was a, this was a, uh, not drug-induced, but space, Equivalent. space drug-induced hallucination. You had a great comment when we were watching Jake, which was, I hope this is all just Chakotay fucking with her. Yeah, he's just making shit up. He's like, later, I'm going to turn into a bird and save us. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell Paris. I mean, this is what, so there's an episode of uh, of Stargate that deals with um, Native American spirituality. And like, like all of the gods that we meet in Stargate, they're all frauds. But in this case, they're like, it's a good premise. They're, they're benevolent, at least. Um, so like in that episode, you know, they go to a planet where they find some, some Native Americans and the, yeah, some some of the take on the Native American characters is not great. It's like it's like a Miramani situation. Kinda. Um, I mean, there all the people that we meet in Stargate are humans that were abducted from Earth and brought to other planets. Um, so it, it yes, but yeah, they're they're kind of portrayed as being, you know, simplistic, even though they've you know been there. But the the explanation is that they're. Their spirits, who are animals, were actually aliens disguising themselves as animals and kind of keeping them in this uh, in this perpetual state of you know belief. Hmm. Um, but they're very protective of the, uh, the 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 alien. The aliens are very very protective of the of the people. So when when our when our heroes show up and try to like mine their sacred mountain, the aliens are like, "Well, fuck that." We're gonna fuck your shit well, up. Unrightly so. It's their sacred mountain, goddammit. Yeah. It's full of candy. Candy mountain. <laughs> but uh yeah, it reminded me of that. But like at least you know, the the comparison I was making was like, okay, yeah, you know. In Stargate, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. The the the, the Native American spiritual thing is is real in the sense that these are actual, you know, they're actually talking to animals, but but behind the scenes, we know that it's just just aliens that are sort of pulling the wool over their eyes. Whereas yeah. in this, it's a little ambiguous. Like, is this just a is this just a hallucinogenic experience, or is this you know are we are there actual spirits here? And and I'm not quite sure that the take that that, that the episode had on it. Yeah, and again, like Janeway, the scientist, being like, yeah, that's true. Really excited by this. Just like, what the fuck? Doesn't make any goddamn sense. 
Oh, yeah. another she, thing. She, I... she misses her doggy. She wanted to see a critter. That's that's the only thing fair, I can say. Fair enough. Uh, one one thing I call massive massive piles of bullshit on. The idea that the suture would have been lost Su- as an idea. Yeah. Suture? Like, you cannot tell me that Starfleet doctors are not still taught suturing just as a backup. I could tell you that, but I, I don't know what is, if I did. What is this, the Dark Ages? Yeah. You, think, like, you think it would be part of their just like, all right, you know, survival training. You're on a planet, your equipment's been smashed. Here's what you can do. Here are the roots you can munch. Yeah, that was a bit stupid. I mean, didn't... Not the fact that they had to suture it, but just the fact that everyone seemed perplexed by the concept of a suture. Yeah, and it's not like improvised medicine isn't a thing. Like, didn't uh, didn't somebody make a splint uh, at one point that we saw? Yeah, I think it was in that episode that was just referenced with the, you know, chewing on the right root. Right. Because Bev Arsenal, fucked up her leg. Arsenal of Freedom. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't remember. If it was, wow, God damn. I couldn't remember if it was that episode or, or a different one. But yeah, you're right because she broke her leg when they fell down into the pit. Yep. Though being fair, the stuff about roots she knew because of her grandmama, not because of Starfleet. Her grandmama was sending oh, her true. letters about sexy ghost men. <laughs> yeah, her. But I was asking, I was being fair, she, she, you know, one grandma fucked a ghost, and another grandma was a medicine, you know, like a drug fiend who accidentally realized certain. Plants also have medicinal properties. Be the same person, why not? Yeah, why not? I just think it's funnier if both her grandparents are kind of weird. Harry is now the weirdest guy on the show because he claims he remembers being in the womb. Oh, yeah, weird. what the yeah, fuck? What the fuck? Everything that happened That's after that. That's why he has no friends. I'm like, no, Harry's still the weirdest guy on the show. Despite everything else that is happening, you're, you're, you're bizarre, Harry. Like, is that them trying to imply he's, like, super intelligent or something? Sorry, cat walked through a wind chime. Oh, what beautiful... Why do you have an indoor wind chime? I have a lot of indoor wind chimes. You can see one behind me. I keep one on the desk. I keep one over there. They make pretty sounds. They do. When when the cat walks through it. Which are just obnoxious. There. Control Uh, over wind chimes. (laughs) But yeah, I, I, I... Well, like, was it supposed to somehow imply he's, like... Crazy smart or something? I think he's delusional. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? That was unnecessary. I get the episode ran short, but now I'm just uncomfortable. <laughs> or maybe he's just got a great memory. But that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't think like our. Mem- I thought your brain's is, fucked yeah, up. Is there yet. any evidence that fetuses are conscious? I mean, whether or not they are, I think they already have established that. You can't form long-term memories before, like, I think, like, six months to a year. Oh, maybe, yeah. that's even, that seems way too young, too. That might be wrong as well, but, like... Are we going to find out that he was also genetically engineered? Oh, God. I hope so. He and Julian used to do arm wrestling matches in, the, in their clinic. Mm. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and what is there to remember? Oh, it's dark as fuck Darkness. in here. It's warmth, darkness, and water. Thumb sucking. The first time he was aware of his penis. Maybe. And what a boy! (laughs) That's the the umbilical cord. (laughs) He remembers when his uh, fuzz came off. Gross. When his fuzz came off? Apparently there's some stage where 
Oh, yeah, the baby's covered in hair. In, like, a light fuzz that eventually comes off and dissolves. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, that's the same with uh, many species of marine No, he was life. actually, he was actually born a fuzz. with the fuzz. That's that's the thing. He, oh, the, no. His fuzz never came off, hence his name. Oh, fucking goddamn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> also, Harry did have a, ver- that, a couple of cute little interactions with Tuvok. In which mm. we learn that you're, you could use your combatches around, just across the room from each other to gossip. And I love it. Yeah. I, like, that changes everything. Like the Breen. Like, <laughs> More so than the Breen, even. Retroactively, we have to wonder about all the secret conversations that have been happening throughout all the Star Trek we've seen up to this point. I would say that with that kind of tech, pe- at least a couple of people are having phone sex basically at all times. Oh, yeah. Kirk and Rand. Constantly. Riker and half the ship. <laughs> he oh, just picks a number at random. Sorry, wrong combat. <laughs> Paris and three quarters of the ship. <laughs> All of Cetacean Ops. <laughs> I know I rag on Lower Decks a lot, but they recently um, introduced oh, Cetacean saw... Ops, and I love them so much. I, You know, I'll give them credit for that. They give them little dolphin uniforms. They're beluga whales. Oh, is that what they are? Okay. Yeah. That, would, yeah, that would explain the shape of the head, actually. Um, all, what does all marine life look the same to you? <gasps> no, that's I what mean, I'm saying. They in didn't lower really decks, look like dolphins. In lower decks animation design, kind of, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I actually also thought they were dolphins, so I'll take the hit on that as well. Yeah, but I love them. You know, like all animals, like Janeway. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so what is she like? Betty White in space. What? I said, what is she like? Betty White in space. Does Betty, Betty White, White really like, love animals? Yeah, she's actually famously known for oh. loving animals. Nice. Now I like Betty White. Except more. to you, fucking charlatans, apparently. Well, I mean, I, I know very little of her outside of Golden Girls and the Mary Tyler Moore show. But yeah, it was really weird that it did feel like there wasn't really a single main plot. The cloud, like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Mostly the cloud. Was, but we took a vacation was, in the middle of it. A long, long vacation. Yeah. And, yeah, it was just kind of like, it did feel like, oh, yeah, no, the main plot ran short, so they just ran with it. I'm actually really surprised that they didn't have Tuvok try to meld with it. (laughs) Uh, Oh, that's true, because it's exactly what happened in that TAS episode. Mm -hmm. Or they could have had, like, uh, the motion picture go out there in a space suit and just be like, Miss Piggy! See the giant Ilea. Oh, no kill I. Maybe that's why they didn't take the um, Omicron Persei particles, though. Was they were like, that'd be kind of like stealing organs from this thing. It's like a sample <laughs> of blood. Would make us you still. You can't steal blood without Consent? permission. That makes yeah. you a Vidian. They're all, it's, the thing is already bleeding everywhere. You might as well she, take some. You can't put it back. She, it's she bleeding because really you blew cock. it up. I mean, listen. They, they tore it a new asshole. a few eggs. <laughs> some de- <laughs> Literally. dehydrated eggs. Maybe they can breathe through it then. That's Jake. right. There it is. That's, that's the title of this episode now, Breathing Through Your Asshole. <laughs> I don't think I could call it that, no, but I'll try I to figure out the G-rated version. You can't put the word asshole in but the title. probably fine. But. Um, but breathing. So, but breathing. Do but we breathing. think that the alien cloud is, like, is it like a jellyfish type of deal where it's just sort of reacting? Like, it just it has, like, a nervous system, but not 
very sophisticated or is it like a full on I know what's up alien? A little more complex just because it seems to have like, you know, because it first just had got the sort of, you know, for lack of a better term, white blood cell reaction. Dude, jellyfish are super complex, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hold conversations with them regularly. <laughs> I mean, when you're high enough. They don't, my, have, a, my, they don't have a brain. My, my animal guide's a jellyfish. That's unfortunate. They're not going to do much for you. I mean, it stings me a lot. <laughs> but then, yeah, it does, like, up its its defenses at one point, like... Well, that was, I yeah, think, just hard... an involuntary reaction. Like, if you got, like, a cut, your, your immune system would be like, I'll take care of that for you. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a hard call. It could just be that... Yeah, I don't know. I anyway, liked it. Was, it. It was nice of them to fix the damage they'd done. True. Yeah, I can't see Picard or Cisco or Kirk doing that. <laughs> They'd be like, "Go harvest its organs." <laughs> so, uh, unless anyone's got something else, Ames. Yeah, we're running. Sh- I hear you something planned for us this week yeah, again. So we're we're running short, like this episode Hey-o. did. Yeah. So I'm a share screen with you folk. All right, so we're going to be talking because we've been talking about the, the um, various Star Trek films for the past couple of weeks. And the next thing on our Star Trek film adventure is looking at the posters. Mm. Again, not great for an audio medium, but if you click here, button appears. You can you can go over to our Tumblr where we have all the posters where you can view them. You can view the, our, our whole thoughts on, on the TOS, TNG, and whatever the other one is posters. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Or just Google them. They're all, like, you've probably seen these posters 85 times. So what I have right in front of our, our friends right now is the Star Trek The Motion Picture poster. Uh, we all remember the human adventure is just beginning. Huh? Um, I like we that have one. The, oh, that's true. Jake loves that one. Huh. Huh. <laughs> um, we've got the kind of, like, rainbow prism with Kirk and Ilea and Spock in there with the Enterprise underneath. It's all very colorful and nice. What do you guys think of this one? I think it's pretty attractive, actually, yeah. for such a shit movie. I like it. Yeah, it's good. It's 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 iconic. You know, it's you know, it's 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 been referenced by other Star Trek artwork later on. Yeah, uh, it is kind of funny that it's Kirk, Spock, and Ilea, and not Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. But well, McCoy, McCoy was barely yeah, in this movie. That's true. They could have just put like his uh, his, his chest, chest hair. hair, ooh, just floating there, bulge. I don't. Oh yeah, that's right. He had like his super disco yeah. outfit yep. in this one, right? Yep. Oh my god, I forgot all about that. I don't know that. if it's just because of like this scan of the poster, but like the Kirk's face is barely visible. Yeah, he doesn't like, even like, look like him like, either. It's hard to find one where he's very yeah. distinct. So I might just yeah, be I do like I like the colors. I think it's you know it's like this this kind of rainbow ombre sort of thing going on. Yeah, no, it's 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 a classic. Yeah. yeah, it's reminiscent of all the cool visuals you're gonna get out of the movie, if nothing else. I think the most surprising yes. thing about this poster to me is that it that movie was rated G, in spite of the transporter accident scene. Oh yeah! Wow. Oof. Oh, right, that. Well, I remember kids weren't little kids weren't pussies oh, back then, right, guys. Right, right, right. You know, this was before the pussification of America. TM. Ugh. All right, moving on. Let's take a look at we all we all know the Wrath of Khan poster. It's up in my dining room. We've got uh, it's a it's very clearly 
painting-y because you can see some brush stroke going on. We got the, the tagline, which I know Chris and Caitlin like, but I detest. <laughs> we have some, some Ricardo Montalban peck happening. The we Enterprise have... attacking regular one <laughs> yeah. for, for some reason. For reasons. It knows what it's it did. Savic. Yeah. I say they, they got they got Savic that doesn't look doesn't look anything like Kirstie Alley. But kind of looks like Robin yeah. Curtis. They knew. It's really weird. They already knew. Yeah. So. yeah. The uh, the interesting thing here is that the title text on this is way better than the actual title card in the film. It is. Yeah. 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 You're right. I forgot. It, it is very different. It Actually just readable. Yeah. Yeah, they do that a lot. You're going to see that a lot where it, where whatever is in the movie isn't what they put in the in the thing. In fact, you're going to see entirely different taglines than the than our tagline episode two weeks ago, uh, yeah. which is also up on the Tumblr if you don't want to check it out. Yeah, I think the thing I like most about this poster is like the the army of Khan's friends looming behind him, and you're like, ooh, who are they? Who is, um, who is, are those figures? I don't know if I ever noticed this. Are those figures near his nuts? Yeah. Yeah. Who are those people? I. I don't know. I've never noticed them either. They're running out of his pants. I think. Oh, is that the is that the crew in engineering when there's the fire and they're like trying to run away from it? Maybe is that maybe supposed to be that, or it's when Chekhov and the captain of the Reliant are running away from Botany Bay. They don't get very oh, far. Oh no, no. Yeah, I don't know. I've never noticed that before either. Hmm. That's so weird. Huh. Neat. Moving on. Let's take a look for. The search for Spock. It's very blue. We have the Enterprise shooting at a Klingon ship. We have a gigantic ethereal Spock head. Looks a little more like the God Head in Five mm. floating mm. above them. And then a little tiny, we got Kirk and what looks like McCoy and Savick, Robin Curtis style Savick. I can't tell if that's Sulu or Chekhov. And then Sulu, just a random shaped figure over no, here. I think. It's Sulu because it's got his blue shirt on. Okay. But the, but the face Who's... looks more like looks more like Chekhov to me. Yeah, because he looks like a gape at something, <laughs> which I can't picture Sulu doing. And then there's just another it's... figure over here, a tiny, tiny little splat of a figure. That's Koenig. There you go. What's weird about this one is that like they made the poster and then said we don't want to put text on it. So let's make a frame and put the text on that. I'm guessing the reason why we can't see it very well also just because this actually is just a cut, you know, a, a crop of a existing painting, like a much larger painting. Um, mm. Oh, possibly. These are, these are literally, literally the posters I copied out of IMDb. Because yeah. just like the, yeah, the scale of the crew in the bottom is, is very small. So it makes me think that, you know, maybe this was a larger piece yeah do yeah. a do a google search for search for spock poster and you'll see lots of like different variants in fact one thing that i'll mention but as we're moving forward is if you spot a poster in here that you don't think was the official poster it's because there are frequently multiple fucking posters for movies especially mm. the kelvins there's like eight different posters <laughs> per movie so I just like, went with whatever one was technically the theatrical yeah, and then poster. they also have, like, character posters, and, yeah. Yeah. Because they gotta well, make monies! Well, and that's that's a newer phenomenon, the character mm -hmm. poster. That 
That's something that's cropped up in like the last 15 like the, years. Yeah, because you can buy them at, at cons. Do people even buy them? Yep. I guess teenagers probably still have posters up. Probably. Moving forward. Oh, the Voyage Home is so colorful. Yeah. I like that all of the uh, the main cast members are featured. That's nice. Me too. You yeah. don't see that a lot, especially because they're actually all featured in the film itself very well, which is a rarity. Yeah. It's a better tagline, too. The tagline is better. The tagline on this one is uh, um, Stardate 18. Nope. Stardate 1986. How on earth can they save the future? It's definitely better than the plot summary tagline. <laughs> yes. I do feel like they kind of fucked up Nichelle Nichols, though. Like, that doesn't really look that much like her. No, it doesn't. You're right. They also decided, let's paint, uh, let's depict George Takei in the middle of saying a mm. word. Yep. And and uh, Chekhov frowning? What's he I doing? No, he's then? looking longingly at his ham sandwich just mm. off screen. Yeah, in terms of in terms of, of figures that don't really look like themselves, I don't think Shatner here is is really accurately uh, depicted either. He looks more like Koenig. Looks like Sly Stallone looks, a little bit. Mm, yeah, a little, little. And fucking McCoy looks like the Grinch. Yeah, I think uh, Shatner looks a little like Matt LeBlanc in this photo, in this painting. Oh my god, that is what he looks like. I don't think I know who that is. Hey, he's one of the guys from Friends. Oh, Joey? Yeah. Yeah, so anything else on, on the on the four poster? I do love that, you know, there's a sunset, so it's very colorful and pretty. Yeah, no, it's, it's really, like, it's it's pretty nice, you know, until you look too closely at the faces and you're like, what the fuck happened here? Yeah, the faces are the same of... You could say this. You could say the same of just looking at the picture, the the actual pictures of these actors. Though. Oh wow! No, I'm just bitch. kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. How bad is five? Oh god, is five the one I hope it is? Let's take a look. Well, there, there are two different fives. One of them I'll show you later. Uh, this one of five. Okay, this is the real one. Yeah, is the real one. So we've got it. It's everything comes to a point like a V in five. Yep. Yep. They were really not subtle about that. They knew. They knew it was five. Uh, it's a different tagline than we saw in the other one. Adventure and imagination will meet at the final frontier. What? That might be worse. It is. What was the one? I know I hated it. Ad- adventure. There was something about adventure beginning, I'm sure. Oh, no, adventure is the greatest enterprise or That's something. That's it. Oh, no, that one's still worse. I will say, like, worse. they're kind of over-egging the pudding with the V, but then again, it also makes everything really dynamic. Like, there's just this sense of motion and movement, and it lines up nicely with the nacelles and... Space horses. Yeah, like, if I didn't know the movie it was attached to, I might think, this looks pretty cool. Mm, it's 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 a little dark and tough to, um, to see detail in, though. Like, there's not a mm. ton happening other than the movement. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah, like, I don't know if it worst, tells you what the, the show, what the movie really has in it. Mm. I don't know why, like, so one common thing on these posters is, like, rays of light shooting out of people's faces. It's <laughs> space and the future. It's the lens flare of 1980s. Basically. I guess so. Yeah, pretty straightforward, though. Got a lot of riding horses on a planet, I think. Mm-hmm. Or just in space. Could be that. Were there that many horses in this movie? I just like not remembering that there were a ton of horses. There no, were, there, there was like the horses. one. There's the one scene where like Shatner and his crew like horsed up to 
uh, Poor stuff. Paradise City or whatever it was called. That feels like they did ketamine. <laughs> Didn't, uh, I thought Cybok had a horse. I think he, you're right. I think he did. Yeah, did they assault the city on horses too? I thought, I they, I thought they did. Uh, they might have. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not seeing God, so. Points what off. Is, <laughs> what does he need with a starship? Yeah. Moving on. The Star Trek VI poster is quite dynamic as well. It almost looks like they're in, uh, because we got the faces of Kirk, Spock, McCoy, which, you know, more McCoy I'm into. Dang but they kind of look like they're in the tube that Augustus Galoop ends up in, in <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Accurate. Mm, true. Or yeah, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, rather. But kind yeah. Of, kind of gives away a twist. Doesn't Which it? twist? How so? General Chang, like, hovering there, obviously evil. I mean, it was pretty clear from the start that he was a villain. I Yeah, I suppose so. But also, how can you tell that that's him? Oh, eye it's patch. the eye patch. Never mind, I'm dumb. <laughs> um, I do like, so this, so this is, this, this. Uh, I notice that around the, the title they have the, the explosion, yep. and they actually depict... The what what I've now learned is called is known in film as the Praxis effect, which is when you see in films when there's a large explosion and a ring of shit comes <laughs> off of it, uh, and apparently it's you know it was famously used in this movie for the explosion of Praxis, and then like Hollywood just decided like huh. Explosions are pretty cool when there's a giant wave of shit coming off of them. So, like, it, it just gets used in all kinds of movies. Like, it, they use it in the Star Wars... Um, remasters. Remasters. Yeah. And so, I, but apparently... It, although this wasn't the first film to use it, it was, like, the first, like, notable use of that particular... Uh, They're the effect. ones that kind of brought it to people's attention in a big way. Yeah. That's cool. It's, it's kind of like how the Wilhelm scream had been around for years, but it was really Lucas's constant use of it that got other people to start using it again. <laughs> but why? Like, the Praxis effect is cool, but the Wilhelm scream, not. What? <laughs> <laughs> Moving forward, we're going to end up in the TNG movies. The first one is eh. Generations and incredibly boring. Yep. Two captains, one destiny. So slightly different from the well, official tagline, if I remember. Yes, yeah, two captains, one density. Nah. I feel like Kirk looks like either Garrick or Gold Ducat in this drawing. Like, I don't feel he looks like looks like Kirk. I feel like Picard looks perfect. I'm not, I'm yeah, not seeing. Was... I'm not seeing what you're seeing, Caitlin. But yeah, Picard looks great. The Chatner's there. This this feels less like a poster for a movie and more like a print ad for a particularly pivotal episode of a sh- series. Yeah, it's this week on Grey's Anatomy. Like you'd find that in a TV guide back in the day. Yeah, the lens flare. I'm not. I'm not crazy about. See, we all made fun of JJ, but apparently he didn't start it. Yeah, he perfected it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty nonplussed by this one. Might be my least favorite so far, but we'll we'll circle back around. I know I do love the first contact poster. Yeah, it's very dynamic. Hints of the TOS, not TOS, TMP here. 
Yeah, yeah. The, like column of light in the faces. The horde of Borg. Just the like, horde of Borg is a little, little bit like the horde in Wrath of Khan's uh, poster. Yeah, I love yeah. seeing them. Good old Borg horde. Yeah, I, try saying you know, that ten times fast. The fact that you know, I know that it, it is common to only have a couple of the characters on the poster, but you know, the fact I mean, that this the, was this was the Picard and Data movie, and that was it. I don't know. I mean, people did some things. You know, there was Lily. Uh, she was pretty much, I would say, the the third co-star. But yeah, these movies definitely lean very heavily on like Picard and Data, yeah. and Borg. People people want to see Borg. People don't well, I, care I mean, about the, going to Montana. The TNG films in general, like... Oh, yes, true. Definitely. As we're going to see in the upcoming posters. <laughs> Speaking of the upcoming posters, anything else you want to point out on the first contact poster? No, nah, looks good. It's nice, yeah, it's I like great. it. It's good. We have Insurrection. Way better poster than that movie deserved. Yeah, yeah, this one ain't bad. You like oh. this one? I do. Yeah. I don't know what to think about this one because I find it kind of confusing. I feel like it's got Amadeus vibes, which is appropriate. Appropriate. Hey, yeah. there you go. That would be F. Murray Abraham, too, so. Yeah. In both cases. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's mysterious. It's got an interesting, you know, the bright blue planet, but then all the black and orange and red and the weird semi-visible face just glaring down, like, it's like, yeah, this is going to be good. But it looks like it's going to fly. It looks like the Enterprise is going to fly into his mouth. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> Like God in five. <laughs> yep. That's what happens. Yeah. I'm going to move on because I think the, the Nemesis poster is better than that movie deserved because I really like this poster. The Nemesis poster is just Shinzon in a, in a sea of green smoke. Yeah, big dagger. Yeah, it's all right. I like this one. The yeah. logo is better than the title card. Yes. Film. Oh, for sure. I honestly feel like it would be better if they just didn't bother with Picard and Data. Maybe. Just like centered Shinzon, made him bigger, and like but that then you was don't, the poster. But then you don't know it's Star Trek. It says Star mm. Trek out of Nemesis. Here's the I other like thing about this, this poster. It was this released is, on 1213. No? I mm. like that. Go ahead, Ames. Is that significant? No, it's because it's 1213. It's in order. Yeah, I like that it's sequential. You're in some, into some weird shit, Caitlin. Thank you. Uh, this is the first poster, and possibly, I think might, might be the only of the official posters that we see that doesn't have the ship on it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no ship. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> no ship. Hey. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what it might look like without Data and Picard, but I feel like you wouldn't really, it, you wouldn't realize it was a Star Trek poster without them. But you know, you do. You put the ship out there. Ah, the like ship is flying away from Shinzon. Or attacking him, yes. <laughs> He's giant. <laughs> Shooting him in his bald ass head. Yeah. So the the thing with the three Kelvin movies is they uh, have each of them has about eight different posters. The official ones are the most boring of them, though. I hate this poster. I always yeah. have. So the 2009 poster is just a very black and white, very blurred out Enterprise flying somewhere. Yeah. And it must be. Is it backing up? Because that's the way the action lines seem to be seem to be making it look like it's going. Who the hell knows? This is a theatrical poster, and it's the cover of the official soundtrack. It's I hate it. I've always <laughs> hated it. It's like, I get that you redesigned her a little, but like, fuck off with this. Like, yeah. it's not going to be that different when you finally reveal it, JJ. You and your fucking mystery box ethos, you prick. <laughs> Hate, I've always hated this poster. I, yeah, always, I even, always. I really don't know what to make of it, just because it's like it's garbage. It's like a 
like a ink blot test or something. It, it took me longer because you know you should be able to recognize something like the fucking Enterprise immediately. But mm-hmm. when it takes you more than one second, like it, maybe it took me only a couple seconds. But when it, you're like, what is that? Um, um, oh, it's the Enterprise. Too long. It feels yeah. like this looks like what would happen if you accidentally exposed film and then went ahead and developed it anyway. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's bad. I've, it's so bad. I've never liked it. Like, oh no, I hope I didn't ruin our holiday pictures. You oh. did. You did, JJ. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it, JJ. Into Darkness is just the uh, Enterprise going down over a planet. I didn't realize on, this was the fire. theatrical one. I believe it is. It's the one that showed up on the memory alpha page and the one that shows up first on imdb yeah oh no, i believe you i just i didn't realize uh because i'm used to the one where like cumbercon is standing in a hole that is <laughs> conveniently delta shaped yeah i'll show you that one in a minute because i as i said eight thousand posters yeah this one i don't honestly because i don't remember much of into darkness i don't even remember what happens in it so i don't know if this is even emblematic of what happens in the movie it does almost crash i think cool well, there's actually there's the other ship like crashes and takes out most of a city, I think, right? Yeah, I other think ship? so. There's yeah, another ship. There's an oh, evil. There's right. an evil black enterprise that is evil. Mirror Enterprise. And it's also like five times the size. Yeah, it's Robocop's Enterprise. Yeah. Cool. And then we get to the Beyond poster. I which like this one. I love. At, this. at least has yeah, it's got a lot, a lot more going on. This one's good. Yeah. It's the Enterprise oh. flying through some. Some clouds with a lot of. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if they actually like the the nacelles would make this kind of looks like a rocket launch explosion, but no. wouldn't. But, but they you use know. that kind of. You see that imagery though. I don't know. I, like I would. I would own this as a painting without the words because I think it, it's a nice painting. I think oh, they yeah. actually they did release that image without the words as like a, a cell phone background at the time that you could download. So it's probably yeah. out there somewhere. There was also, I know, another one, because like you said, aims a thousand posters, that very much recalled the TMP uh, oh, yeah. poster with, like, Kirk and I assume Spock and yeah, um, yeah. Jayla. Yeah, I'll put, them, like I'll put them all on the Tumblr so you can see them all, but it'll take us way too long to go through each and every one yeah, of them here. Yeah, yeah. no, this is a much better one. Nice. Probably the only good Kelvin one. And this movie apparently was rated PG-13. Ooh, we went from we went from G with the transporter disaster to PG thirteen with in this movie, which I don't remember having too much like vile shit in it. No, sex though, tons. Oh, yeah, I think there might have been some. Yeah, wait, actually, I mean nothing that you see much of, but I think there's yeah, yeah, that's probably something. But the motion picture, like Ilya, is like a sex machine. Like that's her whole thing. Yikes. Yeah, I think of course you know, the thing. I guess the thing we have to acknowledge with the Kelvin ones is that, like, being frank, the art of good posters died years ago. Like, mm. no modern movie has a good poster, pretty much. Well, it's you know what it is. It's like modern movies I find have really rely heavily on the, you know, the 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 cast mug shots. Yeah, the star yeah. power for sure. You know, where it's just it's just. Headshots of the actors with their names out of order above them. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, <laughs> half the time you can tell that they just photoshopped one of the actors' heads onto a stand-in's body. 
Well, a lot of times it's like they 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 must have done the photo shoots separately and then composited them together. Also, yep, that too. That too. Yeah. Anyway, oh, so we've very seen very cliche. We've seen all the posters. I have them up in front of us right now. Everybody, pick your pick your favorite. Pick your least favorite. I know my least favorite. Uh, Fucking 2009 Kelvin. <laughs> Fuck that poster. God, I hate that poster so much. Favorite's harder. Mm. Yeah, for me, I think least favorite's hard because I also I also want to piss on generations. It's just bland. It's just bland. Yeah, but I might. Yeah, I might be with you in that 2009. It tell it all. It tells you is that it's Star Trek and nothing else. And then they're like, "You're gonna see this because it's Star Trek." And yeah. that's all you need to know. Yeah, it's like, yeah, what the fuck is that? Uh, they're clean slating it. Um, you know, well, they're restarting new... the whole fucking thing. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. So, yeah, maybe they're being like, hey, go in with no expectation. <laughs> anyway, it does suck. <laughs> it is a shitty poster. I actually really don't like the Nemesis poster. Yeah, I don't I feel like the Nemesis poster you. tells you anything. I don't think it tells you anything, and it also like to me, it, it gives kind of like fan art vibes yeah disagree i like it i like because yeah. it it's mysterious in ways yeah. that a lot of the other ones aren't but like if it was mysterious and made me care who that person was i would agree but it doesn't make me care oh i don't care who the mysterious person in insurrection is oh, in that I poster mean, same but it's sort of carried off better because it still looks like space I don't know. I don't. I think I don't like the Nemesis one, the most, and with two thousand nine being a close second, because it is bad. It's really not good. Generations gets honorable mention too for being shit, <laughs> and again for not looking fucking anything like Kirk. He really does look more like random Cardassian number six. Um, Where you're getting Cardassian, you can't see the neck or the spoon. There's just something about the shape of his face, and maybe it's the color. I don't know. Maybe I mean more. Maybe more Jem'Hadar. I don't know. Either way, he doesn't look like people, and he doesn't look like Kirk. Favorite's a little harder. It's a lot harder. Because I like TMP a lot, and I like 4 a lot. I, I mean, even like like I said, it's a terrible fucking movie, but I have to admit, I really like the Insurrection poster. Five's not bad. Again, terrible movie. How about you, Jake? Where are you standing so far? I'm going to go with Least Favorite Generations. Good. Um, I'm glad it's on is, the list. <laughs> which is a shame, also, because I somewhere and it's it's it was damaged so it's not great but somewhere i actually have a theatrical poster from generations that's signed by james Dewan. whoa yeah you know something that i didn't i kind of picked up on but like now that i'm seeing it smaller and more zoomed out that i actually do kind of appreciate it is the is the 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 delta shape Um, in generations yeah Oh yeah, it's very subtle, but it's there. It's subtle, but also yeah. it is delta shaped. I thought it was just a regular oval, like a well, parabola. Well, yeah, that's the thing that was confusing was me at first because taking there's taking away points for that. There is an out. There's like a larger oval that the delta is superimposed in. Yeah, I see. Which I'm not sure what the larger ovals. Oh for, yeah, you're right. Uh, is you it know, a planet? Is it? The oh maybe Nexus yeah maybe it's supposed over to be the planet. It may be just supposed to be like yeah like like a. A planet, like a sun I, behind a planet. I also can't remember, but I know they, you know, they redesigned the comm badge for that one. And that may be sort of close to one of the possible comm badges. Like, I feel like one of them was set on a large oval instead Maybe. of the, like... Because the TNG one had, like, the, the oval that went sort of left to right. 
one of the possible designs made the oval a lot taller and like oh weird moved it around made it yeah maybe but yeah and then i think my favorite is gonna have to be uh motion picture oh cool I, I like the colors i like you know as mentioned previously i like the, the the text is very nice on that one and i like the tagline so yeah apparently i like all everything about the marketing of, of the motion <laughs> picture. yeah yeah great marketing don't my worry. Next week, line, next week you won't like it. <laughs> and uh, and my favorite uh, poster now. It has even good. Like I said, one more pass at the editing bay probably would have sal- salvaged it. Oh god, what about you, Ames? Yeah, I'm definitely with you that 2009 is my least favorite. I'm gonna give Nemesis more love, but I don't know if I can count it as favorite. Even though I do, I do like it because I do like the gr- maybe it's the green. None of no one else has this much green. Yeah, and well, I think Romulans, it's very they striking. had to. It's what, what? It's the Romulans, they had to. Oh, there you go. Brilliant. But I'm going to give all the love to Four, because I fucking love Four's poster. It's a good poster. Yeah, I think Four might be my favorite, too. It's really close between TMP and Four, but... And you know, I hate to say it, but... You love Five? fucking abysmal movie, but I gotta give Insurrection its poster. Wow! I was not expecting anyone to like this Insurrection poster, because I find I it... Just... Just so confusing. I just keep coming back to it and thinking, like, this movie did not deserve this poster. Wow. It's interesting, the posters that have the ship flying towards you and those fly- <laughs> it, with it flying away. So, like, motion picture, mm. it's flying towards you. Yep. Wrath of Khan flying towards you. Church for Spock facing away, but not flying. It's in a battle, but it's facing yep. away. Yeah. Star Trek Four flying towards you. Star Trek Five fl- flying towards you. Star Trek Six going away. perpendicularly, but yeah, kind, kind of, of in a battle again. Yeah, uh, Generations flying towards you. First contact away. Mm-hmm. Insurrection away. No ship on Nemesis. Start uh, two thousand nine flying towards you. Uh, into darkness flying away and in beyond flying away. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, of so course these are, these are all going to be up on the Tumblr, so you can see them next to each other as well. Oh, that was fun. That it was, was fun. fun. It was a romp. I like having fun with you guys. Me yeah. too. You know what we're going to do? We're, next week, we're going to have more fun. Woo! More fun. I think that was fun. a sentence. Because next week, what are we doing next week? We are covering more Voyager, you know, like we do. Next week, we are covering some more Voyager episodes, Eye of the Needle, and Ex Post Facto. Mm. In the meantime, I hope you are definitely following along with our Tumblr. Uh, you can read about whatever the hell we just talked about there and other stuff that we cover on the Tumblr. We're trying to get more Tumble active these days. Our Tumblr is SSHB Podcast. Check us out there. You can be our friend on Facebook. We'd love that. Just search for our star to steer her by. Go to the Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, we are at SSHB Podcast on the Twitter. Uh, you can listen to all these fucking thousands of episodes or however many on all the different streaming platforms. Do I have to name them all? Probably fucking not, so I'm not going to. We're huge in Belgium. Get on that Belgian train. Bring us some chocolates. Yeah, so listen to more of us. We'll be back next week for more. In the meantime, this has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. This would be Jake. And this is always Chris. Hey, you know, I figured out what uh, Bilana's animal guide is. Oh. Tribble. <gasps> that would do it. Jake solved it. That yep. would explain it. That's Butt it. Butt breathing. We figured right, it out. Clap it. Butt breathing. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.